hot every time. I'm a bust up in a club with no guest list. No matter all the side, keep them all restless. I don't French kiss unless it's 50 cent. Never club, we can share them like the president. Tabloids, I don't care, it's irrelevant. I'm heaven sent now, watch I do this. Oh.
got a walk over here and we always have fact checks. Relationships more, any subject we got it in store. Big talking brewskies is coming in live. Crack when no bin, Marissa has arrived. Big talking brewskies with Marissa Smith. Yeah. Hey guys, happy Friday. This is Big Talking Brewskies. I'm Marissa Smith. We've got Rodney Daniels with us. What's up, guys? Happy Friday. It's Big Talking Brewski's time. And joining us is Joe DeVito. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for doing the show, Joe. So, uh, uh, Rodney, how was your week? Uh, my week was, it was cool. I just worked and, you know, did my nine to five and I enjoyed that. I had some interesting train experiences. Yeah, there was this there was this one kid yesterday, right? That was literally like screaming on the train, screaming, kicking. She was like kicking her dad, like slapping stuff like out, like out of his hand and shit. He's like trying to take a video to send to the mom. It's like really ignorant India family. (laughs) It got to the point to where it was like um, a bum on the other side of the train. It was just like, shut that fucking kid up. (laughs) And I was just like, yeah, bum. You're saying the whole thing, everything that we all want to say. Cause like you should have given him a dollar for that. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like thank you. It was just no, right. Seriously, it's like, can you calm the fuck down, please? Right, and it's just like ah, uh, moments like that make me rethink. Like I know I want kids, but it's like ah. Uh. But then you always say like, not my kid. My kid's not gonna act like that, right? Until your kid acts like that. Uh, no, because we didn't, because we're black. I'm black. Oh. My parents would be like, oh, we can off at the next stop and you're going to learn some shit today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would try to kick my mama. Yeah, right. Yeah. I still yeah. have a foot. <laughs> right? <laughs> For real, walking around with a nub at like 30. <laughs> How that happened? I tried to kick my mom when I was five. Like, what's your name? Hop along. <laughs> Hello, right. Uh, so, Joe, how was your week? It was, uh, it was pretty good. It's funny yeah i just discovered i dodged a bullet because i used to live by the m train and the m train is not going to be running like literally like at the stop i used to get off on yeah, for like three months yeah. they're like under construction oh well take a bus aren't they gonna stop the l for yeah, the L's supposed to oh the yeah. l's been stopped yeah it's, yeah it's gonna stop I for mean, like six months or something yeah i don't know what all the hipsters are gonna do yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I love I mean, the L because it just, when you're in Manhattan, it just goes across. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to worry about. It's going sideways across Manhattan. Boom. Yeah. There you go. And, like, I just feel like the L is, like, always just a fucking clusterfuck. I mean, it's really good up until midnight. But if you have to catch it after midnight, like, especially, like, on a Saturday or something, you are fucked, okay? Oh, I don't... Like, I've, like, missed it one time. I had to wait, like, 45 minutes. Yeah, that's when the, the timer... Yes, because it'll go all the way down to zero, and you're looking, thinking, like, an L is coming, but guess what? Then it goes back up to, like, 25 minutes. Yeah, it tells you just, you've you entered a realm without, where time has no meaning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's not yeah, it's it's crazy. So, um, now, Joe, tell us a little, uh, I, I, I've, I've definitely, I know I've done shows with you before, but I don't necessarily yeah, know. For yeah, yeah, I haven't seen you around for a while, but, like, uh, what have you been up to? Um, well, you know, the summer slows down for comedy, so I'm, I'm doing a little different stuff. Uh, one of the things I'm able to do is I can do my whole act clean, so I work okay. a lot of uh, family resorts and do some corporates and stuff like that, so that's nice. It, it's tricky, because there's one place that I work where if I haven't been there for a while, sometimes I'll start a joke, and halfway through I'm like, oh shit, I can't finish this joke here, there's children in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then you have to do like it anyway, but that, that's a place where... They crack me up because sometimes they'll come and they'll say, just so you know, tonight's age 7 and up and not age 10 and up. And I always think, what is the adjustment you think I make? Yeah. Yeah. How finely tuned do you think my act is? Well, the 8-year-olds are never going to get this bit. Yeah. But that's good. I mean, it keeps me busy for the summer. It's like the uh, cookie monster's fucking your mother. Like, yeah. Cookie monster? I don't quite get that. Right, (laughs) right. So, uh, yeah. So uh, I'm using the other time to uh, take some classes, teach some classes. Uh, tonight I'm running around trying to cram in a bunch of spots, but I've got a lot of new stuff I'm working on. So oh, cool. it's kind of nice because I, I live on Long Island, so I'm usually on the weekends working or doing shows there. So yeah. coming to Manhattan and run around, do those short sets and go home with some jokes in my pocket. So nice. uh, what are you teaching? Uh, I teach stand-up at oh. Laughing Buddha. Oh, oh okay. nice, nice, nice. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And I'm taking yeah. a storytelling class. So it starts next week, so yeah. I'm pretty excited. Where are you Ooh. taking it at? Magnet Theater. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I I took a storytelling class uh, back in the day. Um, the club is closed down now. I can't remember. That's oh, how Lord. far back in the day. Yeah, that's how far back in the day is that the club is closed down. It was like on 14th like and 10th or 11th Comics. Oh, oh, comics, yeah. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was a nice club. Yeah. That one was so nice, it was doomed from the start. Oh, yeah. I mean, the food was great. <laughs> yep. The green room was amazing. Like, you just What, there was a the green room? room? Yeah. yeah. You mean, like, we weren't just, like, standing in the hallway? No. Yeah. <laughs> like, there, was, there was, like, an actual green room, and, like, they had, like, TVs so you could see what's happening outside. Oh, wow. Like, you know, it was, like, actually... Were you there when they had the Xbox? No, I never uh, saw yeah. the Xbox. I did a show there with their, it was their pre-opening show, and the green room was this huge TV with an Xbox, and comics could order off the regular menu, which is like a big deal yeah. for us. As soon as I saw that, I was like, this is not going to last. And every I came back the next time, the Xbox is gone. Next time, here's your comics menu. So every time I came back, it gradually it got worse and worse. yeah. So you took a class there. Did you like it? Yeah. I, I mean, I like storytelling a lot, and I think that... Um, you know, kind of like how people say, like, oh, you should take an improv class, and that'd yeah. be helpful. And I, I feel like a storytelling class was definitely helpful, uh, especially if you're, like, uh, you know, like, more, like, long form, where you're not, like, yeah. s- set up punch, like, or one-liner kind of jokey joke kind of comic. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you're, you are telling stories, I definitely thought that the storytelling class was helpful to, like, um, kind of make every bit almost like it's its own verbal short, you know? Yeah. I, I did oh. a storytelling thing a couple years ago. Uh, do you know Julia Rossi? 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. Julie, that's, she, she's unusual in that she's a very good stand-up and she's really into storytelling. She's, she's good at both, which you don't really see too much. And it was interesting when I did her show to learn that she told me a lot of stand-ups come in and they just do their act and it flops because that's not what it's about. It's not last per minute and all that. But I went up and told a true story and there was a moment where I said something in the audience – they made like a gasping noise and I <gasps> yeah and I remember thinking <laughs> I was like oh that's pretty cool that doesn't happen in stand up yeah it just was reading the yeah. name the, reading an email a real email and then I thought oh that's pretty cool but I, do you act do you guys act um yeah occasionally I, yeah I don't know how to do it and I think this would be a good transition to learn ah because yeah. I, t- I took a class and I was like oh this is we'll sick. see that's yeah. when I got started in the comedy that's that's how like I kind of like thought of it yeah. because I'm an actor by nature okay. like, and I'm used to like knowing um, monologues mm. so like I'm kind of like more of a storyteller like in that sense because like I actually write out like my whole set oh like a script like a script yeah. okay. and like I memorize it and go over it like and that's just but like a lot of comics do it completely just off the cuff, and I'm like the opposite. Yeah, I, well, I come from a writing background, so for me, writing stuff that if you read it was you would laugh was easy. But right. then I learned when you have to learn how to perform it, or mm-hmm. nothing happens. Yeah. So, but everybody, you got your writing and your performing skills, and there's always a challenge to bring up one because we've all seen guys who go up, they they don't know what they're doing, but they've got stage presence. Right, and as and me is like still a, funny, and they're but still they're funny. like you're just like this joke is really just not that well written yeah like, right you know I mean? and as a writer nerd i always get pissed when i see that because i'm yeah. like well this material sucks but people are like well you you know when i first started i was holding on to the mic stand for dear life because i was terrified right right so yeah that's those whereas were, because i started out as an actor like i was i like getting on stage yeah. like that part didn't like scare me like yeah, it was i i was more like like i had written before and like um you know, in in high school and college, I wrote like a lot of shorts and I um, wrote uh, poetry and stuff like that. So it was more like a, a writing exercise for me. And then the stand up became a way to get my writing out. Mm. But then it's just like, oh, what am I supposed to do with all these people now? Like, you know I mean? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. And so it was just like that kind of like weird thing. And the acting like I don't. I don't love acting. I don't hate it, but it's one of those things where when you go on stage and it's your material, like if you need to adjust there in the moment, you feel free to do it. And then I feel like when you're acting, it's like you've had to stick to the script and yeah. the intent of the writer. And, and I just kind of feel like... Um, That's true, but when it's you by yourself, it's a different yeah. type yeah. of... Like you're creating all of the atmosphere and all of the mood. Yeah. So it's not like you have to like play off like another person. Like the other person is the audience. Yeah. Yeah. So you're kind of like playing off of them. I guess in that way, there's almost no true monologue. Right. The, exactly. The person because has, like I like have like written sets, but yeah. like every single time I do it, yeah. there's always something that's a little bit different mm. about it based on the audience. Yeah. yeah. I ca- I can't remember. I can't remember dialogue. It's embarrassing because I took one acting class and it wasn't even like a high level serious actors. It was an adult ed. People were in there as a goof. And I couldn't remember more than three words in a row. It was embarrassing. And I remember people in the class looking at me thinking, this guy say he was a performer? I was like, you don't understand. I write my own stuff. I know how my own stuff yeah. turns out. And I think because I was a writer, if there's anything in it that just didn't seem right to me, I couldn't get past. But who am I? Meanwhile, I'm like, what does this Neil Simon know about dialogue? You know, who the hell yeah. am right, I to say? Right, but right. It was really, really – but like I said, I was so self-conscious that that stops you before you even get started. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because that's the whole thing. You can't like can't, can't think. be self conscious. You have to like just get out yeah. there and just like 
And 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 for me, like, so I've I've taken a few acting classes, and like, the for my experience, it was really like the other like actors that like freaked me out. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? It's like yeah. so. It's like the comics. Like, yeah, we're all weird and we're all socially awkward, but like we like. You know, like, there's that group that's just, like, the one-uppers that are just like, hey, I'm going to make it real life. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on. And yeah. then you can, like, go into a corner and, like, that group of people that need to have that, like, show-busy biz happening mm. will leave you alone. Because they're just like, all right, like, you're going to be in the corner. We get it. Like, you're one of those ones that just needs to be aloof. And... But, like, the actors, it's like they're doing voice exercises and yoga yeah. stances. And it's like, I need to tune my instrument. And I'm just it, like, bro, how did I get in here? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I find actors kind of scary in that way. Yeah. I, I, haven't, I don't have much experience with L.A., but I've known, like, in New York, you can be neurotic. But no one's neurotic in L.A. because they move there because they, they all think they're going to be famous, which is a crazy thing to think. Right. Yep. And... You, you live in New York. I mean, obviously it's entertainment, but you, you could have a friend who's a general contractor who has a hair. He can have interact with normal people. Right. But everyone in Los Angeles is somehow involved in, and they're all in this mass delusion. That's why I moved. I lived in Los Angeles for eight years oh, before right. I moved here. So like, mm-hmm. it was a completely, literally. That's how. It, imagine if all of New Yorkers were just like all actors, like not just like yeah. a section of it. Like literally, everybody's trying to get in the business. Everybody works out. Yeah. I mean, it's just... It's like when they all get the crazy plastic surgery because they're so used to looking at each other that they mm. forget what a normal person looks like. Yeah. yeah. And then they're walking around looking like Siamese cats with their faces all pulled apart. But they, they f- think they look amazing. They think they look great because they're compared to some other weird person with no nose and inflatable lips and all this other crazy yeah. stuff. So it's, it's, it's all like... Uh, uh, it's like Jonestown for performers. Yeah. It's like, you know, if I... like. I've 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 visited LA. I I don't think I would ever like live there, but like when I went there, I was just like, oh, so this is what uh, being a two feels like. I got it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I got it. I got it. (laughs) I mean, I loved it. I just feel like it was like there was just so many things that were distracting about it. Like in New York, like you have the weather, it's cold, like you're leaving your house to go do something. Like there it's 85 degrees, like all the time, every day. It's fantastic. It's like, man. fuck it. Like, what I, I'm just not going to go to the pool. Fuck it. And yeah. smoke yeah. weed because it's legal. There's people I talk to in LA where you ask them what they do and they just give you a list of hobbies. <laughs> you say, like, yeah. how, where, does, where do you make any money? Like, how? Well, they have a palm tree in their yard. They're doing good. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, I don't know. It was just like really strange. And then, um, like, so like I can remember dialogue, but I also feel like I'm always miscast. Like, you know, because I'm kind of like more like that, like awkward girl next door. And Mm -hmm. like, they either try to, um, cast me as like Billie Holiday or like some sort of like mother of four and I'm just like I don't I've never done drugs and I've never had a child <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here and there's nothing like, in between see, yeah it's that's just the like, whole because I, I went to a lot of acting classes and like I like I'm a theater kid grew up with that that's just the whole 
that's the challenge. You have to find a mother of four and like watch her and like、mm. do your homework and like really get into like that character. It's like I just remember like one acting class they had me do.、Um, God, I'm gonna forget the name of the play, but it was basically based on Billie Holiday, and she's singing. And、oh, Lady God, Sings the Blues. Oh yes, yes, yes. Lady Sings、yeah. yeah. the Blues. So like they they had me do this. Oh no, which、like, is a lead? Like that's great. Yeah, but like I'm singing. <laughs> Can you sing? No. <laughs> oh. Like oh, that's a problem, and、then. if I can, it's like karaoke, and I'm wasted, <laughs> and I'm singing the Cranberries or like Radiohead. Like you know, I'm yeah, not. Yeah, you should listen to the music. Like, <laughs> I'm not this soulful bluesy、yeah. kind of lady. And it's just like, and I'm, tr- and so like, I was just like, okay, I'm gonna try to get in character, and I went and I got a magnolia and I put it in my hair, and I was just, like, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, let me, let me try to like, what would it feel like if I was on heroin? Like I'm like, I don't know, I don't even take Tylenol, like you know what I mean? It's just like I, it was just very awkward, and and everyone's just like, yeah, well, like you know, it's okay, but like I feel like you lost confidence when you had to sing. I'm like, oh, that's because I can't sing, bitches. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I felt like you lost confidence when we asked you to do that ice sculpture. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like yeah, absolutely. Because I don't know what I'm doing. It's like I don't even know how to turn on a chainsaw. Like, <laughs> I found I, I don't really go on auditions anymore because it just was so painful for me to,、mm. to go through the process. But I found I had realized that I went in there thinking, well, these people are professionals; they must know what they're doing. And the more I did them, they have no clue. And a lot of times, they just have actors and comedians come in and they just tell you to go ahead. And maybe when they watch you, they'll figure out what they want. Right. Which for me、right. would come in terrified and neurotic. That didn't work. What I really hated was going in for commercial auditions where、oh, they'd say, "Oh, we're looking for a certain type," and then I would come in and I'd be in a room with all these ugly dudes, and I'd be like, "That's not me, goddammit! I don't look <laughs> like the rest、I'm、of these guys." I'm not that type. <laughs> they would always say, "They're so stupid." They would say, "We want a Danny DeVito type," and I'm like, "Okay, my last name is DeVito. I don't look like him at all." Yeah,、no. but that shows you the limit of、You're、how like far ahead. You're like two feet taller. <laughs> well, then,、right. that's not much of an accomplishment, but it's true. But what is a Danny DeVito type? Like, how many people are walking around looking like that that are like、There's、actors?、Him. There's、that's、Danny DeVito. That's it. Yeah, hire、like. him. Yeah, afford <laughs> him. Well, well, I mean, clearly, Stan Vito. No, because like、yeah. you know, especially like when I get like sent to like commercial auditions, and and then what I hate though is like seeing the commercial that you auditioned for later. Yeah, and you're just like, and you see who they went with, and you're just like. Yeah, I, I took an entire day off from work. I had anxiety, diarrhea, and I was never going to get this. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah it was just like because I, I like I always got sent on these like、um, like a track phone or like a like a PCS phone or like one time they sent me on track phone because you're black. Yeah, exactly. And then it was <laughs> just like it was like. I was supposed to have three kids, and like one of the kids was like seventeen, and like granted, physiologically, if I was a hoe in elementary school, I could have done it. <laughs> But like, you know, it was just like I like if you saw the woman that and like that woman looks as old as my mom. Like you know, my mom、yeah. looks good, but like I'm just saying, like. I was just like, "There's no way I'm going to get this because I don't look like I've got a 16-year-old kid, and I'm certainly not going to be looking at a 16-year-old kid." Like I told you to get off that phone, buddy. It's just like, who the hell are you? Why are you here? I've never met your dad. <laughs> Side <laughs> note, though, doesn't that fuck you up sometimes? And you think about like, oh, 
there's like 16 year olds i could be the parent like, like oh yeah I, i'm like at that age where like where well, that's the Damn. way. I noticed there was a lot of it's just like no, I've never thought about or <laughs> 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 the commercials are a lot like sitcoms. When you look at the family, and if you look at it, you think, okay, the dad is my age, the wife is twenty five, and the son is eighteen. Like, how how, how does, does this, this happen? Work? Yeah, yeah, that's like only in Hollywood, like only. Yeah, and then the yeah, because uh, you have a range. Yeah, but we all know the range is it favors men. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I sometimes feel, I don't say I feel bad for them, but it's got to be weird for women who are the super attractive, who have always been that kind of gorgeous that when you see them, it, it kind of stuns you. When they turn 35, it must be terrifying because their world changes completely. Because either they think up until that point that everyone's really nice because people have been kissing their asses to exploit them or they must think everyone's really mean because everyone's been trying to get over on them and then they turn 35 and then that world is completely gone it, Damn, it must blow their mind. 35 the age 30 like, is the age yeah <laughs> shit like 30 is the age yeah because um, men we're disposable up until about 30 Nobody oh well shit about us. guys are kind of shit birds until like 30 yeah like, we're, <laughs> yeah we're actually just, yeah you don't really want a guy that's like under 30 yeah that's not, why they send really. us to die like, in war it's so like, like we'll make you know one. it's like you know it's like cute yeah. to look at, but like, yeah. To till men turn thirty. Well, for me, I think mm. that the perfect age for a guy is probably around like twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Oh god! Oh, for what? Okay. Uh, better be for something physical, any for anything mental. <laughs> well, I, I, well, the funny thing is, they always say, like, I, I guess we're going on the dating portion. Um, okay. uh, <laughs> so, like, no, I just kind of feel like. I, I've dated guys that have been significantly older, and mm. I've dated guys that have been significantly younger, and I kind of feel like they're kind of the same, except for, like, 27, 28, they still haven't been kicked in the nuts by life yet. Yep. So there's still a little, like, hope, and, like, so it, that's kind of cute. It's like, it's just okay, like, oh, yeah. they still think things are going to work out okay. <laughs> like, that's, right. that's adorable. Because after you turn 30 and you don't have kids and you're not married, people just like... They're just yeah. like, oh, life is hell. But, like, when <laughs> you're, like, 27, 28, it's just like, no, it's still, like, everything is amazing. And you're like, I used to feel that way. Yeah. Like... I guess the flip side of that is, as a man, when you get older, what you lose and that you make up for and not caring about unimportant stuff as much. But you got to hit that sweet spot where you're not hung up on bullshit, but you're not an old crank. Right, right, and I know that's that's, that's I that's feel that unicorn. coming on with me, where just getting mad about dumb shit because it all your life it builds up. Let me say yeah. it's not it's not the person who cuts you off in traffic that gets you mad. It's you're like ah, prom night, nineteen eighty six, like comes <laughs> yeah, up to the <laughs> yeah. Wait, it'll be one little thing that triggers it. Yeah, <laughs> it's still there. And, and I think it is, when you're younger, you just have not accumulated enough bullshit. There's so, nothing like, because, there to pop. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh, it's fine. I'm going to go, like, have beers later. And then, like, you take, like, you know. But I also feel like in a, a lot of instances where, like, I've dated guys that were, like, older, they're, like, as immature as younger guys yeah. in, in many senses. Mm. But they just don't have that, like, bitter edge. You know what yeah. I mean? And don't get me wrong. Like, sometimes I, I like a curmudgeon because it makes me feel like I'm light and fancy free. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to have the contrast. Yeah, because it's just like, oh, you hate everything more than I do. I feel like I'm the fucking Dharma and you're the Greg. <laughs> like, you know? But, like, occasionally you're just like, ah. Uh, 
I want to feel like there's hope. And there's yeah. and like and that comes know, with twenty eight year old. And that comes yeah. in a twenty eight year old form. What's what's the range that you give yourself for dating? Like ten like years younger, side. ten years older. Okay. And do you mind if I ask how old you are? I Can will never tell? answer that. Okay. Um, I will tell you that I fart every time I pee. If that gives you a range, that's not a, that's not a young person's issue. Do, so. th- yeah. So, uh, <laughs> because he's in the same boat. Um, so, yeah. No. I I I I I give myself ten years younger, ten years older. Yeah. Like, what is what is your range? Well, I used to date older women, and now I'm just too old. I'm 48. So, it's really, I, what am I going to date, a 60-year-old? It doesn't seem to make sense for me. I suppose I would like to have the option of s- cranking out a kid at some point. But I actually was just dating someone who was 28. and That's the sweet age. Well, because well, at 48, that's a 20-year age difference. It's, yeah. like, it's like a whole... It, you know what? At first, I didn't think it was going to be a big deal, but it wasn't the years. It was the experience difference. They didn't because, know who Punky Brewster was? You know, th- we didn't have a lot of reference problems. <laughs> but yeah, I tell people that uh, don't talk about movies. You're dating someone 20 years younger because uh, I mentioned a movie and she said, oh, I remember that really scared me when I was a kid. And I was like, a kid? That movie the came Labyrinth? out in 2000. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> right. It came right. out in, in the 2000s. She was Again. young. So, you know? yeah. Yeah. Um, but it uh, it went south for other reasons. But she had a pretty good attitude about that, though. So, But it was the experience. Like you said about getting kicked in the balls, I think she looks at dating differently than I do. I look at dating in a way of almost like looking back saying, you know, been there, done that, not in the mood for, like, I kind of know what's up. Whereas and she has it all in front of her and she kind of needs to get her heart broken a few more times before she's going to know where I'm at because I'm not interested in hookups and friends with benefits and all that bullshit. Right. Right. Because to me, like, if you're coming over and we're going to fuck, like, I never thought I would say to someone, like, look, if we fuck, I'm your boyfriend. Like, I never thought I would say that. Because I was, as a man, I was always like, ooh, I don't want to get to, and now I realize, like, yeah, I mean. But I think that's the part that fucks guys up the most, is you yeah. think, like, you got all this time, I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to fuck here, I'm going to fuck this, I'm going to mm. fuck that. Guess what? You're going to wake up and be 45. Yeah, and and it, and it flips. Boop, out of nowhere. On a day, it happens in a day, and, and now, are you, are you close to my age? No. You, I got to have at least 10 years. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. like, dude, well, here's what's going to happen. Okay? <laughs> what's going to happen is you're going to spend so much of your life thinking, what am I going to do? And what am I doing? And then one day you woke up and you think, well, what have I done all this time? And it happens in a day. I swear to God, it'll freak you out. I mean, well, I mean, I'm engaged. Oh, all so, right, like, I got to the point where yeah. it's like, you know, <laughs> I, I met somebody and we are together yeah. and we decided this is what we're going to do. And. It's like, okay. So that was definitely like yeah. a flip moment. Like, all right. I've been single for fucking this long. Now it's time to fucking. But when it feels right, be. <laughs> it feels right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. So, I, but like, kind of, I also feel like in my experience, the younger guys are like quicker and more willing to commit than older guys because, like, I. I've been dating guys that have been younger for a while and they're like totally like, okay, let's get in a relationship. Like, you know, like, and that kind of like, oh, if we're having sex, like we're in a relationship and I'm like, oh, really? Like, that's so passe. Mm. But like, it's kind of cute that you still think like there's love. Yeah. But like, 
And I'll date an older guy, and it's just like, well, you know, like, uh, if this is what you're looking for, maybe we should just be friends, because I don't want you to be mad at me all the time, because, like, you know, I've had an experience with somebody closer, mm-hmm. like, you know, um, in, in that, that 47, 48 range, and it's just like, we would had been, like, hanging out for a while, we yeah. started having sex, and then I'm just like, listen, I'm not saying that I want to be your girlfriend tomorrow, but, like, I'm not willing, really, to invest more time or mm-hmm. um, effort or um, into you as a person if this is not going anywhere. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, that's uh, well, you know, like, we should just be friends. And I'm just mm. like, mm, like you know. yeah, I kind of feel bad for that guy. And I don't know him, but I know that, I don't know, I, I as of recently think that that's a real dead end and i get where you're coming from because you start to think with the end in mind when you're young you think you never think and i wouldn't have gotten it when i was young if someone said to you you know this vision of the future you'd be like ah fuck you old man (laughs) like you wouldn't want to listen but then you get to that point you're like oh shit all that stuff is true and my knees are killing me Right, but yeah. I think because they're younger, like younger guys are like more like, oh, they're not like thinking, oh, this is the girl I'm end up marrying and having kids yeah. with. They don't go into it with that intention because it's like, oh, fuck it, I'm 25. Yeah. We're just dating. Like, this is my girlfriend. Like, they don't like think about it like that. But like, yeah. after you turn like a certain age, I feel like you're thinking about it on that level. Yeah. Like, you're going to be my girlfriend, but then this is going to turn to us getting married and having babies. So we got to be serious about this. So, like, yeah. I was dating a 28-year-old, and he was definitely like, oh, well, uh, like, we should start looking at where we want to live. And what do you want to do in retirement? He was definitely that, wow. like, you know, like, future-minded This wasn't the guy. last boyfriend, right? Yeah, you know who I'm talking <laughs> about. Okay, oh. Um, and so... <laughs> of course he was. <laughs> but he was just definitely, like, that, like, okay, like... What do you want to do when we're retired? And like, where do you want to live? And like, like that kind of stuff. And kind of like, let's start looking at like houses and and like where we we want to eventually settle down to. And then like we broke up. And then I was just like, you know, something like maybe it was like because he was too young, and I need to start like you know dating somebody older that's more established and has more life experience and so then i ended up dating a a guy that was uh 47 and it was just kind of like oh like you know i'd known him for a long time and it's just like oh you know i'm calmer now than yeah i used to be and i'm i you know i'm i i've i've gone through all this crazy stuff and now i'm like a more settled person and then when you're just like all right well what's up with this and then he's just like Oh, you know something? I don't really know what I want. Like, let's just be friends. And I'm just like, mm, mm, like yeah. you know. I mean, at that age, you should... I'm not saying you have everything locked down, but you should know what you need to know by then. You don't want to be going on any 50-year-old vision quests unless you completely miscalculated your life. And only if you're on Hiawaska. Exactly. <laughs> then you should be opening up, not not if you you know you had a Coors Light and you're having a meltdown because yeah. you, you, you're not where you want to be in your life. Yeah, yeah. I, I say you know good for that young guy who had all that shit planned out because I know I still don't have all that planned out. But he needs someone who's on that exact same page as him, and I'll probably find someone. There are people that that 
that focus and that driven. I mean, I remember friends yeah. of mine who weren't even dating. They're like, yeah, I want to get married this year. And then you found out they got married because they just made it a priority. I don't know if I agree with that, but it worked for them. I mean, well, it is like kind of like the uh, – it's like your thought process. Like yeah. if you really want something, then you like kind of go after it and you think about it like on that level. Like, yeah, you actually like do it. The yeah. secret, though. The like secret, you put yeah. It out the law of attraction. Yeah, the law of attraction. Yeah. Like if you attract – like, you know, yeah. like that's like what you want in your life and you like attract it. Apparently, it's like uh, subconsciously, uh, I'm I'm thinking that I want shit. Like, <laughs> you know what? Though? That's a big part of that too. If you, if you attract, I'm just looking at this last relationship, and she, I mean, she broke things off, and I was I was wiped out. Like, I was surprised by how painful it was for me. Oh, but wow. then, as I talk to some people, and you start to look at patterns, and you're like, ah, I picked another. Someone who's not emotionally available and all that stuff. Um, but this was the first time I'd thought, it, wrongly as it turns out, but like I thought, well, this could be the one. And it was very strange for me. Like when I thought about her, I didn't think about sex. I thought about hugging her. Like I thought about all this really emotional type stuff. Oh. So I know, right? I was like, <laughs> and she, she had no interest in any of that shit. Oh. Which, yeah, which is strange because like I said, I was always the one in relationships where as soon as things got emotional, I had to get out of there couldn't handle it and now the good news is you know my shrink says you're cracked open you got a new way of looking at the world and you're closer than ever for when the real one com- the, comes along but jesus man i forgot how much it hurts damn your shrink told you you're cracked open yeah that's what she called it so now but i've noticed it like the way i interact with other people i'm open and i'm not afraid to because i mean no one wants to hear about dude problems but for men that can be a really hard thing to share how you feel and to tell someone, just to tell someone that you, you really care about them. Like, we have a hard time with that. I don't think that's a dude problem. I mean, I don't necessarily do that myself. Uh, but like, <laughs> I, think, I just think it may be easier. Again, yeah. Well, you sound like a special case here. But I think in general... Like, I, do I have a penis? Well, <laughs> well that's what this, this chick was like. God, man, it was... I remember we the first time we were together... I can't even say, like, I have to say, like, we were intimate. or Oh, my God. I hear myself saying made love, and I'm like, whoa. But the first time I said to her after, I was like, hey, I really, really like you. And she went, oh, okay. Like, she couldn't even. And now she texts me. And she broke up with me. Oh, out of nowhere. Yeah, how you doing? Fucking bitch. What am I doing? Go leave leave me alone. Get the fuck out of here. Like, you need to not exist for a while. Why do you give a fuck? (laughs) That's what I said to her. (laughs) I told her I said to you, because I'd known her for years. And then we dated for only for four months, and I said, "You for four months, I told you exactly how I felt, and you said, um, ah, uh, and I don't know. And now, uh, now oh, you got now all this you, shit, now you, you get want to know. Death. Now you're fucking some other dude, and you want to come stick your fingers around in my life? I was like, eh, nah. I don't do that shit. Bitch, lose my number. Yeah, because you know it stirs you up every time you get it. Because yeah. the truth is, I want to get a text from her. I want to get a text from her. Well, maybe not now. But you, like, look down at your phone, your heart stops for a second. <gasps> Man, she texted me the other day when the phone was in my hand, and it scared the shit out of me. Because I was thinking about her. And then I was like, ah! Yeah. yeah so like, I just want to see how you're doing. I'm doing shitty. Go away. <laughs> you know, that was the thing that was, like, weird about this one was just, like, you know, like, the most recent one, uh, he was older. And, like, we'd known each other for, like, a decade. Mm. And... It was kind of like we kept trying false starts and, and like he would do shit and I'd get pissed off and then I wouldn't talk to him for like months or years or whatever. And then this like last time where I was just like, all right, it looks like we're trying to like yeah. 
start something. And uh, then he's just like, well, you know, like, I realize, like, you're awesome. I really want you in my life. And I feel like uh, I'm just going to, like, piss you off. So, like, why don't we just be friends? I'm like, we've been friends for, like, 10 years. Like, I don't need to hang out with you. Yeah. Like, we never really hung out before. Like, you know, we'd see each other in passing. And occasionally we'd hang out, but like not like every single weekend for like three months. Mm. And if you're not interested in me, like I'm looking for somebody to get in a relationship with or that's interested in me. And I can't spend all this time with you because if I do, then I'm not going to find somebody that's actually interested back. And uh, he's just like, well, like, no, I still want to hang out. And I'm like, well, that's fine but like i i don't have time for this like, yeah you know it's also like, a weird devalued definition of friend yeah i don't care for that part i don't yeah. like that it was like well i think he just kind of felt like he needed to like throw me in the friend zone and then yeah. not abide by but you can't just be fucking rules. your friends like yeah exactly mm. like especially if you're not <laughs> if you're not designated right. friends with benefits like you know what i mean like i was just throwing out here where's this going giving him every avenue in the world like hey like you know something i'm not ready right now maybe later how about friends with benefits how about something casual like, i gave stalling. him all of all, all of those options yeah. and he came back with let's just be friends and it's hmm. just like all right well we can be friends but like but we fucks not- we're already past that yeah, so, it's not the first time you like, do that. It's it's it, right. That's not Where the do same we go from it. there? Like yeah. we're supposed to like. Yeah, mm. but this is like a like you know like a month of banging and yeah like, you know and it's, so like it's just kind of like yeah like at this point like calling us friends is like condescending. It's just yeah a little yeah. bit so like a slap in the face. Yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> gonna fuck me for a month and then now we're just friends because all right that's yeah like if it's like one like hey like last night got crazy but we're still we're still friends and then you don't do it anymore yeah right that's one that one that's one thing yeah but but like like, if you're just like well who is this and why do they look like they're trying to bang you it's like oh i thought we were friends yeah because you know what that means why are you worried about it that means i want to have you on my terms but if something better comes along i want to be able to tap dance away and mm. no one signs up for that deal. I found that with the next where we would break up, we would agree to it. It's like, well, we'll still be friends. I'm like, okay. Because to me, like, I don't, I don't get involved lightly. So if we do date, there's got to be a pretty good connection. So me and this chick would say, yeah, we're going to be friends. And they'd be like, well, I'm horny. You want to fuck? Okay. And the next thing you know, you're in a bed staring at this person. I'm like, I thought we weren't going out anymore. But you're here. We just fucked. So it's like, how is this different? And before, right. it's just a miserable version of having a relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's something to be said. Until they the... see you looking at somebody else, and then they're like, wait and a then minute. And they're just like, want to put the but, hooks but back. But then it's like, then how, could you, how could you not? It's, it, I think there has to be the clean break at some point. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah. I definitely am like 100% down with burning the bridges with your exes. It's just like, oh, okay. I'm a scorched earth person. Yeah. Like, I like when we're having our breakup, like, every single thing I've ever had an issue with is coming out there and you're never gonna want to come back. It's just like, right. I need wow. that. Yeah. I and need that because, like, mm. I need to, like, move on and I don't need you coming back over and the only way that I know that you're not coming back over is if, if there nothing can grow here. I've burnt this ground to the point where nothing can grow. Interesting. You can't germinate a seed. Scorch the earth. I scorch the earth. It makes That's sense. That's what she broke up with. Not this one. The other one. Yeah. 
she was done. He did a march to the sea, huh? Everything uh, had to go. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, I, I, there's all sorts of, of. There's still embers burning. Like right, it's yeah. just like that's. I I just scorched her because I was gonna just backtrack for a second. He was the planner and the guy planning everything out. Mm. That's because he was planning for a beard because he was like low key looking for dick. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so that's okay. That yeah. certainly adds right. a new wrinkle. So, right, exactly. Because yeah. there are guys that are out there that are like that, that like really like to like, you know, they're well, like they really want like the guys, on, but they really want the family, so yeah. they'll find like a girl that they could just pull the wool over mm-hmm. her eyes and like be with her. Well, he and likes like, walking men on leashes now, so that's yep. a thing. Okay, well, better you found out uh, before, I guess. As opposed well, I found to like after, but right. I mean, but but it could be like ten years from now. You're like two kids in, and then you find out he likes walking guys on yeah. leashes and going on trips to the woods. Yeah, you know what's strange yeah. about that? I know a couple of guys who were married for years, and then their wives announced that they were gay and left them for other women. Oh, and what I've noticed is that when that happens, you're always like. Oh wow, man! I never saw that happen. I never saw that coming. But any time a woman has married a guy who announced he was gay, it was like that guy was gay. It's motherfucker I ever saw. Really like, right, like, like <laughs> she's the only one who didn't know before. Like that guy's like gayest person I've ever seen. Cause you do it when you met as like a couple. Like, wait, that's your husband? Like, yeah, um, you're like, ah, I thought he's a friend of yours from work. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? He's so considerate. Like, he always buys mm. my outfits. Like, I bet. Yeah, and they, and, but they always throw in those cl- cl- those clues. Where you're like, dude's got pleated jeans going on there. What the hell's going on? He's got a, he's got yeah, iron, pleats he's got and cuffs got are a problem. Yeah. I'm I'm still on the fence about the dudes that have. Their initials on their cuffs. That's very fancy. Like it's fancy, but it is depends it gay? on what you do. I feel like. Well, what's the rest of the hand doing? That's the question. Is, is they obviously is they fisting someone? The- <laughs> 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 well, one hand is fisting because that's a one giveaway. Hand is jerking, that so is, it's like one yeah. of these. Things. There's always a lot of activity. Um. Uh, <laughs> I can kind of see what you're saying though because it's like you're it's so, so into gay, like but how much you look like it's 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 gay but it's also fancy but yeah. some I was gonna uh, <laughs> like I those mean, two things are mutually exclusive right I mean mm. well but if I was no, a left, some, like, if I was straight and I was a lawyer yeah. and I'm spending like yeah. you know eighty dollars on like dress shirts of mm. course I want them in boss it's like. You know, see that's interesting that you. This is a cultural thing because when you mention that, you see that as maybe like a down low gay kind of thing. But my first thought of that is all the goomba pinky ring guys I know, the Italian guys like who are like rich, right? Yeah, like, they're like, like very, like very little, like show offy, showing yeah. everything off, and like you know, I yeah, gotta go a, and that doesn't yeah. mean they're not a a, a, a low down. Either. Oh no, but I would yeah, look so at them I'm and say too, right? Because that doesn't mean that they're like yeah, not, mm, yeah. That yeah. doesn't yeah. mean anything. Hey, it's a, it's a, a, con- a spectrum, a continuum, I suppose. Yeah, you know, <laughs> everybody's a little bit gay. Yeah. I mean, well, like, and I've, in 2017, <laughs> I've just, I feel like that's like the case. Like, yeah. <laughs> everybody's got a little gay in them. Like, yeah. yeah well, like, hey, these days a little gay is almost like it's almost a relief to some people. <laughs> like, some guys <laughs> like, look, oh, look, you don't, don't have to be. I'm just, uh, it's 20 percent gay. Be like, oh, all right, it's like your guy. I always tell yeah, people. Yeah, 20%. Like, yeah, 20% is manageable. Yeah. It's manageable Does 20% suck dick? I don't understand. Like, no, what but. Is, uh, what is 20%? It would get his dick sucked. Okay, okay. We'll get his dick sucked. That's. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Well, you know, but no hair drunken night, <laughs> right? Yeah. There's a there's a guy that works at my job that's like new. He's like mm. hot server, mm. buff, but he's been showing like oh, I keep my work in Chelsea, and there's like nothing but gay guys. He's been showing everybody his dick pic. Like yeah, it's nice to get compliments. Right, but you're straight. Like, <laughs> look, what does he do with a job in Chelsea? Come on, again, that's yeah, I put him about a thirty-five percent gay. Oh, okay. yeah. right. I'd say forty. Um, but like, <laughs> he has a musical theater. Well, when it hits forty-five, oh, well, oh, that's come on, all right now he's <laughs> now he's fifty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the joke I used to tell people was to say that I I'm old-fashioned. It, uh, it's not gay if you're on top. And if that's not the rule, I got to make some phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> but now, like, I guess uh, I even think of some jokes I used to have about gender. And, and it's not so much that they're offensive now as that. I don't know if that joke makes sense in 2017. Right. Because we just. Well, I, I feel millennials are so gender fluid. And I, yeah. I just yeah, kind of feel like, like a they're. Whole nother... To the point where it's almost like the punk rock thing to be, which I. I, I I can't say I care for that because I know some people who are transgendered and, and from that original back when you used to call them transsexuals when they would get the sex change operation is obviously an antiquated term. But I think now it's a way of you get your hair dyed a weird color and you, you sort of look androgynous or whatever. I think it's just a, a sort of a way of letting your freak flag fly. And I, I don't like I don't like when Miley Cyrus comes out and says she's pansexual. It's like, no, you're just hopping on a trend now. And that's bullshit for people who actually have to. Deal with things with this. I don't do it as a fashion statement. I still don't think uh, I completely grasp pansexual. Okay, so a pansexual is somebody that is like that's that, what the like, flute, right? They're like everybody. Like yeah. it doesn't really matter whether but or not. How is you're... that different than bisexual? Because bisexual, I think, is men or women. Yes, and pansexual means that you would hook up with like a transgender person. But they are also a man or a woman, either born mm. man no, or woman. No, 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 no. They don't There's identify. There's definitely a difference between yeah. a transgender well, person. Well, because like, I, and I'm I'm going to street like I'm I'm going to talk like a, a straight ignorant person right now. Right? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not, I'm not like. And I'm going to let a, you have that role instead of me yeah, coming up with any. <laughs> I'm jumping on the grenade for straight people right now. Um. So here's my thing. A transgendered person, although they are not cisgender, I get that, and they um, identify with a gender that they were not born as, either physically or mentally, they are a gender. Uh, no, she, that's, yeah, and and here's and that's where the conundrum is yeah. because not necessarily. There is definitely like. Because there are some transgender women that have, you know, tits and a dick. But either physically or mentally, they're a gender. So, like, if if I'm a pansexual... But they're not, like, a gender physically. Yeah, there are some people who say, I don't identify as a man or a woman, and that's when you get into this weird thing with the well, pronouns. They, with the, with the, some people <laughs> that identify as the they's. I get that. Yeah. And, but, biologically... They still are gender, mm. although, uh, <laughs> although it, mentally they don't identify as a, the gender that they were born as. Yeah. I don't disagree Unless with you. Unless they're intersex and then they're both genders, but they're still a gender. But, but there are people who insist they, that gender but, is a social construct. But, and if, no, but if they intersex and they're both like and they're the both genders, that's where pan people that are into pansexual people come in to play. 
But I still feel like, like that's bisexual. I'm gay, and I'm like not into like dudes with tits. Yeah, like that doesn't turn me on. But there's a group of pansexual yeah. people that are into that. But if you were, if you were, if you were bisexual, mm-hmm. that means that I like. Men, men and women. or women, not a mixture of both. <laughs> that's but, where pansexual. I mean, it's admittedly. But this is what I'm saying, though. It's that, that that's where I like because Reem is like picking men. up what I'm putting down. So, like, <laughs> here's the thing. Right, but that's pansexual. But bisexual means that you either like men or women. Yeah. But both, both, yeah, you like both. Pansexual means you like everybody, and it doesn't matter what they have. It's going to tell you you like them for who they are. But that's the same thing to me as bi- bisexual. So, like, let's I don't say, feel like that's the same okay, thing as I, bisexual. All right, but, you know, these, but these terms change by the day as to what they. This is mean. true, and this is why yeah. it's so confusing. Yeah, so it's like, like, what's it so exclusive like, now? You're deep into the. If we're going into the the pansexual thing, it says black. let's say that I'm. Yeah. Let's just say that I'm a pansexual, <laughs> right? So if I'm uh-huh. a pansexual, is that the hand I gesture of pansexuals? Sex- <laughs> That's a Star Trek. I, this is like I'm. I'm trying to bring everybody into my warm bosom. Yeah. Um. So now, if I'm a pansexual. I'm going to uh, be sexually attracted to women. I'm going to be sexually attracted to men. I'm going to be sexually attracted to trans women and trans men. And uh, maybe the asexuals, too. It, They'll tell well, you to get no, lost. No, asexuals don't want sex. But endogenous <laughs> people. <laughs> That's and the one I can't get into. Yeah. <laughs> they just want to play video games. Yeah. Um, so See, I thought that was just. I thought asexual just meant married couples. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. I, mean, well, I, I actually have an ex that now identifies as asexual, each other. and I just am just <laughs> like, oh, that explains a lot. Like, <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> um, then that can no longer be yeah boy because it's vendor g- very gender binary. Yeah, so it has to be yeah boy so girl I G B T. If I'm pansexual and I'm dating a trans man, yeah. right? Okay, wait a minute. What so, were you at the beginning? I'm, I'm right now. I'm pansexual. First, first it was ignorant and straight. Yeah, no, mm. but like <laughs> now I'm just gonna. I'm. I'm. We've walking all been there. This is a pansexual. Okay. No, she's educated pansexual. Okay. So I'm. I'm. She I'm walking the in the, the, the as a pansexual, and I'm dating <laughs> a trans man. Now, mm. physically, this trans man was born a woman, but is mm-hmm. now a man. But identifies as being a man. I am physically, biologically, if I'm having sex with this person, being a lesbian. However, intellectually, I am being heterosexual. <laughs> Wait, because you have to be more... <laughs> no. <laughs> no, because you got to be more specific as to like... Is this trans man? Are they post op or are uh, uh, pre op? See now, trans man. Now what we're but getting into is most trans men have the surgery because you're gonna no. have like a quarter inch dingling. Well, this is but <laughs> that quarter inch dingling is the difference between you being yeah. possibly heterosexual. See now you're confusing sexual attraction with gender identity because in the situation, this is where this gets so so. 
wild. It's complicated. Okay, so let's say you're a pansexual woman. Mm-hmm. So your sexual attraction is to everyone, but your identity is as a woman. Okay? Mm-hmm. So you're a pansexual woman involved with a trans man. So you've got a pansexual biological woman involved with a trans man who was born as a woman but now identifies as a man. So if the trans man now being involved with you as a pansexual, does that change that he's a trans man? No, because that's gender identity and not sexual orientation. I think that's what they used to call it, your sexual orientation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this is where the word sex and gender get used interchangeably where they really shouldn't be because they used to say your biological sex meant your parts you were born with, right? your DNA, and the assignment you were given. And gender is different than that because gender can be incorrectly assigned to you, but that does not change your DNA and the parts you were born with. For example, Caitlyn Jenner can get as many surgeries as she wishes and identify as she likes, but genetically, she She's still has – She's still a male. Now, you can get close to that. We have some people where they have uh, hormonal imbalances that happen in the womb that make them lean more towards one – or gender you could identity. be like uh, genetically intersex, which we hmm. used to call um, hermaphrodite. Her- hermaphrodite, hermaphrodite, but that is now politically incorrect, yeah. I, which I learned a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, you can't say hermaphrodite anymore. It's intersex. Like intersex. for any of our intersex <laughs> watchers, we're oh, not no. trying yeah. to. N- no, like, no. you know. We're I, just trying to be PC. We want people trying, to, you, you know. know. We're not trying to ostracize every anybody. <laughs> we're just trying, unless you're a Republican, then go fuck yourself. But then, like, we're just trying <laughs> to bring everybody in. But, you know, I think this is important because we have a straight woman of color. A, a, I'm a gay. Guess, a gay man of color. Yeah. And a straight <laughs> white guy. <laughs> and we're legitimately trying to figure out, we just wanted to say the the right clearest thing. way without offending anybody. Right. So we're trying, but you have to give it's us some credit. It's making me feel like a Republican right now. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I know. I, guess I know, I'm damn. Like, I didn't know until like two weeks ago that you couldn't say hermaphrodite anymore. And yeah. like, I'm just not hearing the, about that. I thought that was just oh like a God. thing. It happens. Yeah. You know. I think you we can still say talk Dove about animals. On, and I thought Rain Dove was going to fall off their chair um, they're androgynous and they don't go by they, him, or her. I'm going to say they because I don't know what pronoun yeah, goes there's, by there's nothing. There's dozens of them. But, like, I. There Rain are. Thought that, I thought Rain was going to fall off the chair when yeah. I said hermaphrodite. And it's like, I know intent is everything and you don't mean to be offensive right now. And I'm like. I'm being offensive? Like, I didn't know... Well, I, I, I think there's some people, they deliberately keep the language about these social things in a state of flux and convoluted, so they always have the option of copying an attitude of superiority over you. It's unfortunate that... It, you can't fault someone for just asking, so what's going on here? Like, I Because I, I would say that to someone like, I want to refer to you by the pronoun... That, that you were most comfortable with. Right. I don't like they, but that's a grammatical thing because they is plural. Right. So that's why I would not want to use right. that. But hey, if that's how you, I, I guess just just let me know. Don't act like if I say, oh, 
him, you say, whoa, you're way out of line with that. It's like, well, no one told me. There's no way I could guess if you prefer to be referred to as Z or Czar or these other Some ones. Some people like to be especially referred to when as it. it. Or especially <laughs> like when you're androgynous because like, then you don't really – But you can't I come don't. out of the gate and call someone it without without knowing before yeah. that sounds <laughs> old. So like, like it. it over there said yeah, – Oh, God. I mean, what could be more insulting than to, 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 to yeah. describe someone as an it? Like, uh, for me, like, if the person physically appears to have that um, like a multiplicity of, of uh, that I can't identify <laughs> what... Like, if they have, like, one ball and one tit. It, like it's this. like, so then I'm just kind of like, okay, well... What is the gender pronoun yeah. that you would like me to call you? Because yeah. I don't want to offend anyone, and mm. and I'm completely like you know, I, I'm open to I don't know everything, and I need to learn stuff, and yeah. I'm willing to learn stuff. Okay, oh, okay, and um, but I still kind of will just ask, and then if they're just like, oh, I've got no pronoun, and like, well, what do you want me to call you? Yeah. You person over there with no specifics. Like, Can you just you wave? Know. Yeah, it's like, hey. <laughs> just do a throat you. clearing. Like, <clears> throat> you know, <throat> it's like, buddy. Um, so now we're going to, uh, well, we have a caller. Um, Rima, do we know who the caller is? No. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, I think so. That's gotcha. good. Wait. So we, <laughs> we do. Now, Joe, did you need to run out of here? I'd like to hear the call. I'm just curious. You so I can hang out a little around? bit. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, we've got a caller on the line. This is Big Talking Brewskies. I'm Marissa. Who do we have on the phone? Oh, hi. It's Rebecca Rush calling in. Oh, hey, okay. Rebecca. How are you? I am uh, probably better than anyone would expect. Well, that's that's awesome. Um, How are you guys doing? We're good. We're, we were talking about gender pronouns and uh, the confusion of the pansexual. Uh, that's what you're walking into. Uh, <laughs> cool. But, We've uh, decided it's a Pizza Hut item. We... Pansexuals are mad confusing. Like, I don't want... I'm not trying to be funny or anything, but like... that at Planned Parenthood, they now have Hi, My Pronoun Is stickers. Oh, really? don't offend people. Yeah, so you can, like, pick one up when you get there, write it, and wear it on your shirt so that you can... They can avoid that minefield. Yeah, it's like... Like, I'm still having trouble... Like understanding mm. the difference between a pansexual and a bisexual. I think a pansexual is just like a new way of saying it. I think that people that are younger feel like they identify with that more because it sounds cooler. Bisexuality never really gained any traction as a legitimate thing. Um, you know what I mean? Bisexual is always, and I think pansexuals are including transgenders in a way that bisexuality does not imply. But, like, my whole argument with that was that if you are um, a bisexual, and let's just say that if, if you're a bisexual and, and you're a cisgendered woman, but you're mm-hmm. identifying as a transsexual because, you, or not, a, a, a pansexual, I'm sorry, I'm getting all mm-hmm. my sexuals mm-hmm. mixed up, um, but you're identifying as a pansexual because you can be attracted to transsexuals. I feel like 
either physically or transgender or right physically <laughs> or i don't think we say that anymore tra- we don't yeah. we don't say transgendered anymore no, you, you said transsexual no we don't say we don't say oh transsexual, transsexual okay. usually means if you've gone all the way from one to the other whereas chan- transgender can imply anything in between between those. okay so i i well, apologize if all you know in latin so it's like the idea of just like the idea that Native Americans used to have like up to five or maybe more genders and one of those genders would be, you know, male with a female spirit. Mm. Right. One of those genders was male, you know, male body with a whatever, the opposite. And that's why I and feel so like I don't understand all this. is like inclusive of all of, of saying there could be more than two genders recognized and I am able to love all people. Because you know, I'm also like, you know. There are people that don't identify as a man or a woman. So by being pansexual, you're saying you're open to that as well, and you're not mm. limiting yourself to just cis men and cis women. But I, I see, and I guess that's where I'm having the disconnect because to me, a, a trans man or a trans woman is either um, emotionally, intellectually, or physically, genetically, biologically male or female. So if you are pan and you're cis but you are um attracted to trans people you are either engaging in an emotionally or physically heterosexual or bi or homosexual relationship being that that person is trans so like if i'm a, a cis woman and i'm dating a trans man I'm engaging into an intellectually heterosexual relationship, but a physically homosexual relationship. So to me, that's still bi. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, the way no, you I hear you. I, I don't know really what. That was a crazy fucking equation. But you, <laughs> yeah, I, I got to tell you, you stuck well, the landing. The, like, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I, I yeah, just so one of these. It's like things. saying that you're a trans man is not a man, right? No, yeah, I'm I'm saying that a trans man no, not, is. No, you're not saying that. But yeah, a man thing would be in that sense of being like, okay, there's more genders. Well, but a transsexual man born a woman feels very much like a man. So you're saying that person's a third gender. I'm saying that that person is definition? is uh, a biologically, physically a woman, but intellectually, emotionally a man. And if I'm attracted to that person. I'm partaking in physical homosexual sex, but intellectual, emotional heterosexuality. Physical homosexual sex. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think the transgender people like do as much with their bodies as they can to conform to the gender that they do identify with. So I don't, and I think they want in sex to be that gender, not to be. You know what I mean? Right. See, I know is- a, a trans girl that spent her whole life and, like, she rose in, like, corporate America here in New London at Electric Boat. It was a huge thing. She's a manager. And then, like, a year ago in this, like, cis white male classic managerial position was like, oh, hey, guys, I'm Tiffany. And she has so much, like, she says she has so much, like, white male white privilege from living as a man so long that she's got her to like achieve this level. I know it's weird. Well, but no, but I, want, I tend to agree with that. She wants to have sex like a woman, even though she still has male, you know what I mean? Yeah. With her girlfriend um, that she has now, but she considers herself pansexual. 
You know what? I think white male privilege is where I got to leave. It's <laughs> my cue to leave here. So I got to <laughs> uh, Joe, before you go, where can everyone follow you on social media? Where is your next gig? Uh, my next gig? Um, I'm not even sure what I have coming up, but you can go to joedevito.com. Um, at Joe DeVito. Oh, hi, Joe. Hey, what's up, Rebecca? Um, re- you know, Rebecca, uh, people don't know y- that I'm the reason you. why you, you started stand-up. You yeah, saw- you gave me my first hosting night at, at that- Joker's Wild Comedy Club. That's right. So oh, wow. blame or congratulate me, <laughs> as you will, America. <laughs> um, yeah, so go to at Joe DeVito Comedy on Twitter and, and Instagram. And I know, right? Amazing, huh? And uh, that's it. Yeah, I got my whole schedule at JoeDeVito.com. Awesome. Thanks right for joining us, Joe. It was a pleasure. And, you know, like, thanks for the chat. It's been fun. Yeah, right on. Um, yeah, thanks. Th- so, uh, Rebecca, how yeah. was your week? It was pretty shitty. Um, can we say, can I say that on, on this? Yeah, I know. Shit, motherfucker. Goddamn. Yeah. Excellent. Um, we- pretty insane. A lot of highs, a lot of lows, mostly lows. Um, <laughs> but also, like, what an interesting challenge, really. Like, you know, I was kind of like, oh, my life's going too good. I'm bored and I have a purpose. So now um, for for people that my, are, are okay. listening that are not in the stand-up comedy community, um... What has just happened to you? Okay. Um, let's see. Today's Friday. Two weeks ago was Skank Fest. I uh, got added to it last minute to do the Naked Rose. Okay. Friday night I went to Skank Fest. I left around 8 uh, with another comedian who took me on a really nice date. Stayed out all night. Saturday I was in the Naked Rose at 10.30 at night and I was nervous. So I didn't get there till like I think 8.30. I was in front of people working on my stuff. I left at one point to go to the grocery store, um, came back with a kombucha and some hummus. The show started late, around 11, did the Naked Rose. It was, oh my God, there was so many people there. I won my battle. I uh, went back and partied with everyone, went home at 2.30. Somebody watched me get into an Uber and go, go home. And I'm like, oh my God, I can win at comedy. You know, I've taken the last bunch of months off trying to figure out my next move and like work on myself. And I'm like, here's, here's this beautiful... Because, like, I was told not to return to comedy, whatever. Like, I was going to take the whole summer off. And then I was like, what could possibly Why were you told not to return to comedy? And who said that to you? Because that's, like, what? Who said what to me? Like, why not to return to comedy? Oh, um, I saw this psychic in New Orleans, right? And she's like, don't do comedy in New York this summer. And I was like, why? And she was like, just listen to me. And I didn't. Um, Okay. I was like, what could possibly go wrong? So Skankfest was, like, really the first, it was, like, my second week back. And then Monday and Tuesday come and go. They're on, you know, they're unremarkable. Wednesday night, I was just sitting there, 11 p.m., and I get a message uh, from the producer. Sorry, I'm at Sailfest. They're starting the music outside. I get a message from the producer of a show that I'm on that I'm no longer on the show, and it was per the venue. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. Why? And he, he doesn't respond, so I message his girlfriend, who's also my editor, at a, a publication that I was writing for that I no longer am. And she said something about there are some pretty crazy allegations going on. There's a group screenshot. And I, I had no idea what she was talking about. And I'm like, okay, what does that have to do with me? And she's like, Rebecca, they're saying that you sexually assaulted another female comic. And I'm like, what? And she's like, and there's a rape kit. And she went to the police. 
and she didn't have your last name, but now she's pressing charges. Um, and like, I didn't even know until days later. And then, okay, so that's, and I'm like, that's all insane. So I call a friend to sleep over. He sleeps over. Next day, I talk to the owner of the venue. She tells me more details. Um, like there's a supposed rape kit with a rubber glove and an acrylic fingernail um, that what it's being alleged that I fingered someone. I still didn't even know when it was being alleged. It took me days after that. And I'm piecing, because because I didn't do anything, I literally have had to piece together what people think that I did from the internet. And what a fun game that's been. Because um, everybody knows more about what happened than me because it's now like, it is made up, right? So I don't even know. It, I found out just a few days ago that the actual incident was supposed to happen at Skankfest, I have pictures of myself at Skankfest with, like, most of my nails. I don't wear acrylic nails, right? And most of my fingernail polish is gone from the party I went to a month ago. You can still see the gold on my thumb. Like, I, I, I would have had to go get a quick full set at midnight, secretly corner and violently finger someone in front of hundreds of people, and then go get the nails off so that I could have a late night shot of me outside where you can see my hands, but I have no fingernails. And the last name thing is insane because if you Google me, Rebecca Rush, it comes up. Rebecca Rush is on Facebook, and it shows Facebook.com, Rebecca.Lucenti. Okay, so now it's been 10 days. I haven't heard from any police, but the court of public opinion has decided that I'm guilty, and I've been kicked off more shows. And I, uh, it's just so insane that people are willing to believe this because it's all women really believing it. And, like, don't you understand how fingernails work? Nobody cares that I'm like, okay, this couldn't have happened. No, Nobody cares about that. Right. Like, that's and, just, like, and whatever. We... They just decided that they don't like me, that I did something wrong. And it was also said that I accused three men of raping me, and it was three men of color. I never said those men raped me. I had one of them had sex with me. And he didn't tell me he had a girlfriend till after. I was mad about it. I complained that he didn't tell me about it. That's very different. You know what I mean? Was it cool of me to complain about it? Obviously not. <laughs> but was I saying he raped me? No. You know, another guy, like, I relapsed after six months at his house. He, like, hit on me, and I felt uncomfortable. I didn't want to talk to him for a while. And then eventually I was like, you know what? It wasn't your fault. I relapsed. That's not an allegation of rape either. Another guy says mean shit to me every time I see him. I complained about that. That's not an allegation of rape. So people are now calling me a false rape accuser on top of a rapist. It's very complicated. Um, yeah, this whole whole situation was, like, super complicated. And, you know, granted, like, we're not making an assessment either way. I'm not saying that you're guilty. I'm not saying that you're not guilty. I'm coming from this at the angle of you've been accused of raping somebody and no one has come forward publicly to say that you have done this to them and that I I think that aspect of it is scary alone because anyone can be accused of anything and that you know we we still have even though Trump is president we still have laws in this country and uh, that like everyone is innocent until they're proven guilty and everyone you're a comedian like you know and and everybody also should be able to face their accuser and so like for me i just think that this entire situation 
is insane because like I can't imagine it, like an anonymous person uh, coming forward to say that I had physically or sexually attacked them and we've and seen violently. this like right. so that what what are they saying that you did to this person allegedly that I fingered them and left a piece of a rubber glove and a piece of an acrylic nail inside of them. I okay. just wish they would tell me which hand because I'm left-handed. I was going to say, do you have any idea of who the person might be? I have... There are two men that have sexually assaulted me in comedy. One sexually assaulted me. One, I was like really wasted and he came over as sex and I don't remember if I consented a few months ago, I reached out to that second person because the first person was, like, trying to fight me in a bathroom. That was clearly sexual assault. I got away. But I've been very angry with him for a long time. And it's like, I look at myself and I'm like, have I, you know what I mean? The energy of getting into this mode is, like, somehow attracted it to me. Like, and why, you know, things happen that are fucked up. And, like, that did happen to me. But why won't I let go of this story? Like, that's where I'm kind of at with myself now. Um, but the other one where I started questioning it because he... It, like, got back to me, like, oh, he said you guys never had sex. Um, and I was like, oh, we did. Why would he say that? And so I reached out to him, and I was like, why would – did I say no? And I don't remember. You know what I mean? Why would you tell me we didn't fuck? I know we did. And he never responded to me, but I saw him that Saturday night um, in question. You know, and I hadn't seen him in a very long time. Oh. And I'm like, is it him pretending to be a woman? Because they're claiming it's a younger female comic – why would they do that? Because it's got to be somebody nobody knows because it's not a real person. I think it's a catfish situation. I really fucking do. I think only a man would be stupid enough to think a fingernail would break off in a vagina. Only a man would be stupid enough to think I was wearing fingernails. Only a man would be stupid enough to think that with pictures of me with gold nail polish, like flaking off my thumb, that anybody wouldn't take that off before they put acrylic nails on. But also, so, why would... like? And I'm not granted... I'm not saying that you did this or you didn't do this. I'm not the, the judge or the jury or anything like that. I understand everyone's position at this point. Like, nobody but, wants to root. Why would anybody want to fuck up their life over me? But what I'm, what I'm, I'm, I'm going to say is, is that I've never heard someone using gloves to digitally rape someone. Yeah, that's yeah, a whole other. And how, if I was wearing a glove, then how did my fake, fake fingernail fall off? But you and would also think there. that there would be like a partial fingerprint inside of said glove. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you would, wouldn't you? You know, like you know, I'm not gonna lie, I've like bitten. I didn't know it was a fake fingernail when I was first told about the fake rape kit, and I was like, "Fuck!" Like I've bitten off my thumbnail and spit it out places. Somebody's following me. You know, you just get like your brain goes because I can't. I just can't. I can't figure it out. You know, but. Who like a press on fingernail? People don't wear those anymore. Like really white. Like yeah, no one wears sleep press ons anymore. Yeah, uh, like you go to the Chinese people and they put them on tight. So now I'm just gonna flat out ask, just because like and you know I'm ex- I I'm already expecting an answer. But did you do this? I absolutely did not. I didn't even hook up with anyone at Skank Fest. The last time I even made out with a female comedian was last November and it she two weeks later like accused me of giving her herpes which I don't have and then two weeks later we got an argument about some rape joke that I had posted online that she thought was insensitive and I was like you know what never again with this shit 
Wait. Never again. So you... And, like, if I want to hook up with a girl, guess what? There's something called Tinder where girls... I don't, like... Ex- consent is always very explicit with females for me, but I don't like to hook up with women that haven't already stated that they want to hook up with a woman. You know what I mean? And that there's Tinder for that. There's Craigslist if you're horny. You know what I mean? There's always a way. But this doesn't sound like I'm being accused of, like, wanting to fuck. It sounds like I'm being accused of being, like, a really depraved, just psychopath that gets off on, like, nasty mutilation. Well, could you have mentioned rape jokes just now? Do you have a lot of rape jokes in your repertoire? I have. I'm a very dirty comic, and I'm also, like, always talking about the worst shit that I've ever done. And that's, Uh like, kind of been my character that kind of, like, my persona that my mother created because I was doing, like, this over here. She didn't have to look at herself. So it's, like, that scapegoat has always been my persona. And I'm starting to see, like, how that's really not uh, serving me. And that's what part of my taking a break is, too. I'm like, I don't want to be on stage just saying horrible things that I've done and saying horrible things about myself and then exaggerating them to make them sound worse. You know, I want to find a new way to connect to myself and to my art that's not this, like, character of I'm an asshole. So now I've I've just got kind of one question because... um, in all honesty and doing uh, due diligence, I've tried my best to try to research this situation as much as I could because this has been the first time um, that we've had a, an alleged rape within the comedy community that there hasn't been a person that came out publicly to say that they were victimized by X and they met at Y and Z right. happened. So this is part of the the reason why I've been kind of trying to follow this as much as possible. Um, now, from I've been in contact with multiple people because I've actually been trying to get in contact with your accuser because I feel like um, you've been able to give your side of the story and that's one thing that we've always been about here on the show is giving everybody uh, a chance to talk because there's two sides of every story and the truth usually is half of each side and so I've been trying to find this person and everybody that I've come in contact with has been saying that the person is uh, wants to be anonymous or uh, out of town or yada yada, and, but the, yep. no, the, I don't think anybody's met this person in person. Well, I'm this is something that I, that. I this is something that, that I also so picked up. I also picked up that everyone has said that they know somebody that knows someone that has met this person, but has never actually met this person themselves. Uh, but the other thing was that. Everyone that I've spoken to has said that this has been around as rumor in the community for over a month, which if the incident happened at Skankfest, that was like two weeks ago. So, yeah, no, I noticed we I noticed a while ago that I was being treated differently by certain people. um, Okay, like for no no reason to me, I noticed. That when I posted in, like, a female comics group that, like, nobody would say anything to me. Um, the la- I posted about, this, this is, like, a comic. He's always drunk and always, like, telling me I'm not doing well. And I should laugh it off, but it really gets me. And I posted being, like, does anybody else have this experience with this person where he, like, kind of projects the fact that he's not doing well onto you and it, does it bother you? 
And uh, somebody messaged me right away and offered to mediate with me and them. And I was like, and nobody responded. I'm like, okay, I guess nobody wants to hear uh, my complaints anymore. I'm Jewish. I complain a lot. Okay, um, I won't. But like, this is how these women bond a lot of the time. They're bonding, and I'm watching them all bond over complaining about Jews. Is that not how women bond in the comedy community? I don't <laughs> know. Like, I've, okay, I've, well, I've, I've never complained too. about like, Jews. I'm like, a step Jew. Bitch. We don't like you. Yeah, so people have been treating me differently for a minute. And that's very strange because, like, it's being... And, and it seemed like the group of women that are, like, that are, in, that are involved in, like, being, like, this is true, and they're the ones who are making the jokes last week all day. Um, they were trying to... They were trying so desperately to find a second victim to the point where they went and talked to this girl that I hooked up with and that we argued and fought, like, after over a dumb rape joke over the most Saddlebab incident with... You know, last year with Experiment Comedy Gallery. Um, and I said with the rape joke that I made was that I think the real tragedy is how many spots that I'm getting raped out of. And you know what? I stand by that joke. Same is the real tragedy for me now uh, is that. So, you know, yeah, that- I've learned in my time off that, like, these people are my friends just because I see them all the time. They don't want to be my friends. And that's fine. Like, I found, like, a new, like, boundary within myself where I was just, like, felt a lot more secure and less, like, worried about what people think. And, you know, now it's kind of really beautiful because I have this opportunity to be like, guess what? Okay, now I know where I stand with people. I don't have to worry. They hate me. And uh, I don't have to worry about the approval of a group while I go out and make my art. And I was always focused on other comedians. And then, like, fans, I'd be like, oh, whatever, you're not a comic. And that's so backwards. (laughs) Now it's like, oh, focus on the, the fans that like comedy and actually... You don't want to support you. Do you feel like somebody might have a vendetta against you? And like, I mean, they would have to. And I, you know, somebody wants me out of comedy, out of the New York comedy scene. But like, that much is clear. Or they want to, if it's that person that I texted being like, you know, rudely being like, I think that, you know, this thing happened. I want to talk to you about it, even though it was five years ago, but something new came to light to me and it really makes me uncomfortable. And I said it. In a nasty way. I did not say it like this. But that was what I was saying. And they never texted me back. I mean, I could imagine why this would benefit them. Because if they discredit me now as this monster, I can never say that to them. But I really would just like, I don't want to out that person to ruin their life. I just want to talk to them. Now, is this because now, uh, again, uh, full disclosure and research, you said that there was a comedy club owner that you felt raped you. No, it was an owner's son. Okay. And um, I've been talking about that for years. And he did not rape me. He tried to, and I fought him off. He, like, followed me into a bathroom. He tried to kiss me. I, like, pushed him off. He kept trying, and it was, like, a physical struggle ensued. And then I ran out, and I've, I've been very open about that ever since. Cause it, so now... Or, or is like your theory? But also, I'm at the point where it's like I feel like I should just drop the story because I'm seeing how like what does it serve to like stay in these energetic patterns of victimhood and of you know what I mean? Is like that the way I want to connect to people? Like, oh, this happened to me. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not really a good way to bond. Uh, I'm seeing. Right. No. You know? I, but like, do you? So now, could he be behind it? Absolutely. But he's not in the New York scene. And he wouldn't have known that I had very minor issues with the three men that were named in conjunction with the situation. 
So now, you know, how so how were these three men named in conjunction with you being accused? Um, it was said that, like, so this busy-ass night where I'm at the venue from, like, 8 until 2, and I'm doing the rows, and I'm working on the rows, and I'm, like, surrounded by people. I was supposedly also uh, have an M.O. of, like, triangulating with these, like, rape accusation stories in order to rape women. So even though there's no second accuser, they still, they still like it still came to me as this is your mo, this is what you do. I've never wanted to hook up with any of these female comedians that I've complained to. It's just like sometimes I just complain before I, I don't even. You're think just kvetching. It's just like I'm. I'm just. A, I'm a Jewish woman. Right. That's I what I'm saying. It's like when you're and telling like, them honestly, this, you're just kvetching. Talking about. They're always talking about men that did them wrong. So it seems like the only place to be like, oh, me too. Like, let me join the conversation. You know what I mean? We're very conditioned to like that, I think, in this culture right now, especially in comedy. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, no, I really, I did so a now- show where I spoke about, like, I did a sexual assault show, which I headlined, how ironic, last year at the now defunct Experiment Comedy Gallery. And, like, everybody was talking about, like, catcalling. They were talking about whatever. And I'm, like, I'm willing to talk about the real stuff because I know a lot of us have gone through this and we're not willing to talk about it. And then, I don't know, I don't really want to talk about it anymore now. Oh, do you feel like because you actually talked about your experiences that, like, now somebody is accusing you of... Well, I feel like I've been too open and too, like, repeat myself and too, like, open about what's happened in my life and that it pissed somebody off you know so now i and i guess and and now people are coming they're like we don't believe the accusations but fuck you you deserve this like i'm getting those kind of trolls like it's how can you say that there's all these pictures of me with no nails and there's nails and even the idea of a nail breaking off inside of someone is so insane and especially because i wear them it's so insane that like people are like well we still hate you rebecca because you're a false accuser well no i'm not I'm not. I'm somebody that really has had shit happen to me and hasn't been able to move past it and drop the stories until now. And well, what a wake up call this is. So now I and I'm 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 just kind of uh, I'm just trying to get a little sense of uh, a t- timeline just because it's it the whole thing just seems so all over the place. And again, like yeah. you know, I've been. I've been in comedy for a minute. So, like, this definitely is not the first time that I've heard a comic was a rapist or a sexual assaulter or a predator of any um, way, shape, or means. But this is uh, the first time that I've heard that it was um, a woman allegedly being the assaulter. And it's also the first time that I've ever seen the alleged victim be completely nameless and anonymous, which for me, that aspect alone is frightening because it's just means that anybody at any time can just say that I heard somebody did this to this person and then everybody's just going to be like, well, we believe the victim because, you know, we and, 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 you know, something as a woman we are conditioned to believe the victim because a, a lot of fucked up shit happens to us. And I'm not saying well, that. Well, that's I- the thing that's, yeah, that's the thing that's come, like, once I kind of 
got like I had to it took a few days to like process a lot of stuff but then I once I stopped being like so offended that people didn't know me better or like didn't see me for who I am and like understand that like that's not something I would be capable of I realized that like well there's another person in this that they are a shitty person if they say well you're lying you know right and I'm not like well like I haven't been around uh last fall I really saw myself like I kept relapsing and just like you know, I had, like, a boyfriend comedy didn't go great. I had, like, a roommate that was a comedian didn't go great. And I was like, well, I'm the only common denominator, you know. And I went on the road, and I traveled a bunch. And then, like, March and April, I was just literally, like, trying to heal my past stuff. Because a trigger is just an un... If you get triggered, it's because you have unhealed wounds. You know, you can't get triggered constantly by life, which is why this is such bullshit. Like, heal your wounds then, you know. And so that's what I have been working on, because I know... I've seen that comedy is a social game and I'm not good at that, you know, over time. So I'm like, I got to work on this and realize that like comedians aren't, you know, they're not there to be my buddy. They're not there to be my therapist. They're just there to do their own career. And, you know, I can't expect anybody to capitalize on my best interests above their own. And that's that, you know? And, and so like, I mean, uh... this can't go on forever. Like I was promised nine days ago that police the charges were going to be pressed they have my phone number they have my real last name i have not i have not i picked up my phone every time it rang i haven't gotten a call so i have not been charged with anything except you know by the comedy community so like you have not been contacted by the police by an attorney no No, i actually called a criminal attorney and they're like you do not even have a case what you have is a defamation case call a defamation lawyer and then i think well why would i want to do that though you know what i mean why would i want to answer hostility with hostility i want a comedy career and by suing people involved then that's like then i i mean how could i ever expect to have a comedy career after that you know right i'd basically be suing people for believing a victim which we are all conditioned to do well and And so i mean it's the i have a a lot of friends and family that are uh, lawyers and they are all telling me not to do anything I'm doing but nobody is me and nobody knows it's completely made up like I do so I don't have any fear well, of saying insane shit you know yeah, that's why t- I made such a crazy video where I'm all over the place and I just keep losing my point I find a new one I'm um, do you know why this is how overwhelmed that I am this is what my brain is working like right now and also there it, it's not real so it does not matter what I say. You know what I mean? Somebody would, in order to file charges against me, they would be committing crimes of perjury, of perversion of justice. Those are very real crimes. So if this person does go to the cops, they will be committing a crime. And I know that. Well, and this is kind of like my, my question to you, though, is that, right is that if... What would be the benefit to someone for setting you up for this? Like, you know, I don't like, you know, not to have to deal with me anymore. Like, and and again, Rebecca, like, I, I don't, I don't know you. We've never met. Um, and, and I appreciate that, that you're coming on to talk about this, but you're not a, a huge star. Um, no, I'm nobody. You, like, you know, I'm not... 
everybody's somebody, but like I I'm just saying that there like it doesn't I I don't know if you have any sort of financial means or or something like that, but it also would seem that what would be the benefit to anyone to falsely accuse you of doing these things? Because it's like even Bill Cosby had 60 women coming up to say, hey, he raped me. Like they had some sort of financial benefit of doing so. Whereas you're kind of like an unknown comedian and, you know, you're just kind of like in a circle of whatever rooms and shows that you do. Like, I've been around for a long time. I did not know who you were until this uh, whole thing happened. Yeah, fair. And so why would anybody... What would be the benefit of someone setting you up with an alleged rape charge? Well, then they wouldn't have to worry about me talking about how they assaulted me anymore. Mm. So you're you're kind of... So it could be one of the... Like, the guy that I texted a few months ago, or it could be the guy, you know, the club owner's son. Or it could be, I don't know, something connected to that. But they would want, what would they want? They would be like, fuck her. You know, nobody really likes her anyway. She's not that great. Um, she hasn't even been around for a long time. Let's just get her out of here. Everybody runs away when they get accused of this. So let's go for it. I mean, or it could be, I don't know. It could be just completely insane person. And like, I had no idea why I was chosen. You know, it- we, I don't know. Is the club owner's son know. that you accused of uh, allegedly uh, attempted rape, um, is that the same club owner that you got banned from? Is that the same it club? Is. It is. The it same is. Club. Okay. I was told I was banned for my bad attitude. <laughs> oh. So now, since this incident, I, I can Oh, like- no, not... No, no, no. That's a club I got banned from in- I got, they told, they wouldn't let me play at it in Connecticut, not the one this week. The, okay, okay. So that's a big distinction. So not the one this week. That's a huge distinction. That's We're talking a huge about five distinction. years ago in Connecticut stuff. Okay, okay, okay. So uh, thank you for clearing so that nothing, up. So nothing, I have not been sexually assaulted in comedy in New York. I've been in New York for two years. No sexual assaults have been committed to me or committed by me in the time I've been in New York. Oh, so like Connecticut's just mad rapey. My experiences were from Connecticut. <laughs> okay. And, you know, I was also, I also used to drink a lot more around comedy, and you're just, I'm sorry, you're an easier target when you're drunk, right? Right. Well, this is another so. thing, because, again, I've been doing research. And so, uh, from what I have been uh, told was that uh, and also listening to your uh, like podcasts that you've done and listening to your video so because I, again I've, I've never met you in life and I just kind of wanted to know for myself what am I walking into and so uh, but from what I've 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 gleaned from podcast your video and uh, people's uh, accounts, that you have had um, addiction issues with alcohol and drugs and that uh, you might possibly, um, I think that you've said that you were a blackout drunk. Uh, I have, I usually brown out. Okay, brown out. I remember bits and pieces, but that I was sober, like I got sober in December, stayed sober, like I 
smoke weed, but like not drinking. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And uh, I was sober for six months before December. I was sober just smoking weed when I hooked up with the female comic last November. Um, I've been mostly sober. Every time I relapse, I pretty much stay by myself. If I do end up relapsing, it's never good. But uh, no, those are... Yeah, so I understand what the point that you're trying to make. But uh, it's not... It's not applicable here. So it's not that... I don't have it's... a blackout. It's not possible that you you had a brownout or a blackout and you don't recall this event. Okay, that would have to mean that that would be in my nature to violently sexually assault someone, and it is not. Okay. That would have to mean that I would be, like, do people drink and act stupid? Yeah. But to drink and all of a sudden turn into a sexual predator is not something I am familiar with okay i don't think alcohol is an excuse for turning into a sexual predator no fair enough and i'm I just certainly you know like come on you we've all gotten too drunk before and have i been you know i usually like, end up waking up the next day with a pizza that's that's how i roll <laughs> on your chest usually on my back <laughs> 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 you know i've been i had a relapse last december and um, and that was ugly, and that was part of me staying away from comedy for a while and just like working on myself. Right. So, yeah. So, I I guess I, mean, I can't. Afford, I know it's the greatest thing about right now is like I can afford to drink because I'm afraid if I drink I'll just start like reaching out. I don't know what I'll say because I say shit. You know what I mean? That's my fucking mouth is what always gets me in trouble. Right, and, and that's a, a part of the I whole thing. I fucking talk a lot of shit, you know? Right. But that's, I'm not a violent person. I'm not a sexual predator. Those are hugely different. And that's why I really much feel like I'm, what I'm, like, burning for here is just being a bad hang. Right. You know, they're like, <laughs> and, and that's not, but, you know, it's, it's, right now I'm in Connecticut. I've been here since Tuesday. Um, I came, my best friend tattooed me. And it's just so nice to be around people that, like, no, I'm not a perfect person, and they accept me, and they also know I would never, ever do something like that, and they've known me a long time. And, like, ever since the first podcast came out, I've been getting a lot of messages from people that I do know, even some female comics. And I think more would if they weren't afraid. I'd be like, oh, my God, blah, blah, blah. Because who wants to even really know? Nobody wants that responsibility. So I'm just trying to be like, thank you, I appreciate your support, and not dump this on them, because this is emotionally exhausting. Well, you know, no, I I've, I've already people a lot, and I think people resent that. I've already had um, a few people contact me asking me why I would have an alleged rapist on the show, and kind of saying like, "Do you want to get involved with somebody that it, like a- allegedly sexually assaulted someone?" And you know, like, I my thought is. Is that you, like everyone else, has to go through the process that we as a society have deemed that, you know, somebody accuses you of something, you get arrested, you go through a trial, like you're innocent until you're proven guilty, and then if you're proven guilty, then you go to jail. Like, that's just the basics of our society. But aside from that, 
I'm coming at it as I'm I'm a woman of color. Yeah, Rodney see, is a man of color, color. Yeah. and people of color have been wrongfully accused of, of, things, of things for centuries. Yeah, and just the the mere fact that how scary, terrifying, frustrating would it be to literally have a nameless person accuse you of doing something violent and heinous to another human being and, and essentially you're losing money over it and, and and not come forward and say that hey i'm the person that is saying that i did this to you and just having people believe a a rumor at this point because and i'm not saying that like you know granted i'm a hundred percent not on anybody's side on this I've tried to get in contact with your alleged accusers. I've gotten contact with you. You graciously came on the show. Um, But I just can't imagine how anyone ever could feel like you aren't possibly able to be accused of something by a nameless person and and, in the court of opinion and, and rumor. That's the part that I feel like bothers me the most is the fact that, like, there is a nameless individual. Like, it's you. That means that, like, it can happen to anybody. Like, anybody could just say, like, oh, yeah, you did this to me. And, but I'm, I'm I'm anonymous. Right. Because, like, Like, even if, like, this person wanted to, you know, stay nameless, like, yeah, I'm I'm totally fine with that, and and granted, if if this person is out there and listening, I want to hear your story. Contact me, um, and please do. But me too. yeah, I would yeah, love please, to hear your because story. like there's please no talk to or talk to somebody. Jesus it's Christ. everybody, you know, uh, it wants to know what happened here, and to be completely honest, like I don't want. I don't want to have a, an actual rapist on this show. I'm hoping that 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 you did not assault this person, and I also don't want to have a false accuser on this show. And I'm hoping that this person isn't lying about it. I I hope this is a big misunderstanding. Like I just really truly hope that this is like, hey, there it's was not a- possibly a misunderstanding though because. I've only ever hooked up with two female comics in my entire life, and I have got confirmation from both of them that it's not them. So right. That's it. That, for me, like, I, I, what am I going to do? Go through everything, every person I've ever pissed off? Like, I have, I'm like, I am not in control anymore of my own life, and, you know, we never really are, but uh, I've, I'm, like, having to take a backseat in this situation in this weird way, you know? Because that's it. That's all I could do. There's two women I hooked up with ever. Contacted them. Done. Okay. What next? Well, there's nothing. I've been waiting. Nothing. And and to to what you said earlier, you have not been contacted by the police, and you have not been. I have not been contacted by, by the police. But see, and and that's that's a that's huge. The fact that like you haven't yeah, been contacted by the police. Eight days since I was or nine. It was last Wednesday, and now it's Friday. That I was told it was uh, two weeks ago, supposedly that it was actually happened. I was told this person already went to the police, but didn't have my last name, which is insane. 
could have Googled for that. Could have Googled Rebecca Rush. My real last name's first thing that comes up. Um, so I made sure that everybody talking to me, I'm like, here, here, if you can't figure out how to Google Rebecca Rush, then let me just give it to you. And here's my phone number. Okay. The person that like the accuser went to originally is somebody that I used to work with. Um, I made sure they have my phone number. I made sure they have my last name. Have you, you know, contacted an attorney? I, I have, I have uh, a number of friends and family that are lawyers, and I, I don't need a criminal attorney until I'm contacted by police. So there's, it is not a criminal case, according to the lawyer that I spoke with. He thinks it's insane and that it'll just go away. But um, I feel like you might no have a case in getting a, a defamation case. But why would I want to ruin? Why would I want to do that? Well, I mean, I gonna, well, if I, I mean, against because you're you're fine, you're lo- you're losing out on money and you're losing out on gigs and like you have a name that you've established for yourself and now that is being slandered and thrown through the mud by some unknown. Well, person. yeah, if I find that person that started, because like right now, all I know is like, as I'm thinking, I don't want to, I don't want to sue the venues, I don't want to sue the idiots making jokes, I don't. No, if I if I find out who the actual person is, then I might sue for defamation. Right. Um, who knows? You know, more will be revealed. But that sounds like just putting me through more bullshit. Right. Because this this and it just in- seems like answering hostility with hostility. You know. Right, and um, it's just it just seems so. Peculiar. I think if the court of the public opinion could ruin me and take it all away, I think they could give it back too. Right, and I kind of feel and, like and when that... this all comes out, then you know that could happen. So if this person didn't even ever need to go to the police for their made up story, I don't think I need to go to a lawyer to defend their made up story, <laughs> and I don't think I need to attack them for making up their story. If they go to the police, they will be committing a very real crime, um, and then the police will be pressing charges against them when that gets revealed. That's how that works. So I wouldn't have to do anything in that case. Right. And I, I just think that it's, um, you know, it, it, it's certainly a strange story in all aspects. Because firstly, I feel like, and, and not that woman on woman rape doesn't occur. It, it happens and, and, you know, woman on woman molestation occurs. But as far as uh, the sexual assaults that's been seen in the comedy community, this seems like a first. And um, I feel like some people are on the fence of how to feel about it. Uh, just yeah, for that and I can't blame them. Fact alone, I really can't. You know, like I get it. Like, why would you want to say somebody's lying? I was arguing with my friend Mike, who's a, an intern at Legion of Skanks, and you all should vote for him um, for the Intern Olympics. But uh, I was like, Mike, who would lie about rape? Who would lie about rape? And we were having that conversation, like, a week before this happened, you know? Mm-hmm. And he was like, people do, Rebecca. And then I talked to a bunch of men. I mean, I talked about this in the other podcast. I had no idea how many men were out there um, being falsely accused because... There was just that guy that was murdered in Park Slope after that consensual threesome. Right. You guys right. heard about that, right? And then the girl yeah. said that he had raped her, and so her boyfriend came back to kill the guy she had the threesome with. 
And then the guy figured out that it was a consensual threesome, but she just lied because she was caught. Right. So, I mean, that's insane and sad. This isn't as bad as that. Um, I know I didn't hook up with anyone, and I know that I haven't heard from the police, and I know that this person isn't real. So, you know, it just, it's hard. It's like I'm trying, I, I'm really not good at being patient. And so the universe is like, hey, Rebecca, here's, uh, here's that. Here's how you learn how to be patient. Um, I think that focusing on my past traumas has brought me into an energetic space where I'm ex- attracting more experiences like that um, energetically, which is, you know, whatever, me attempting to feel some sort of control for myself. But it's it's just like so much of me just having to be like this, accepting it and knowing that accepting it doesn't condone it and being like this is happening because there's a very big part of me that is in shock uh, and, and just wants to believe it's not real and that it's just a big joke, you know? And I keep, like, expecting to wake up out of this, like, nightmare and having to really work on accepting that this is my new reality. And I have to think about other people's positions and their own comedy careers that they're working on and where they're coming from and just learn how to be really fucking humble and patient and also learn how to, like, stand up for myself in a way that I never, ever have. Because I know who that I am now, and I do love myself, which is uh, very important in times like these, kids. Very, very important. Right. No, and and, and the other thing that that just seems so odd about the whole a lot situation of baths, you know? is that a lot of it's baths. it's just so much rumor involved. Like, uh, for example, the uh, alleged victim tried to email a venue owner and was given the wrong email and and then that fake email uh, allegedly contacted the victim it, it's just like there's so many different plot twists in all of this well it's- that's why i realized when i like got over myself that like i really cannot oh my god like this victim is not just wrong victim this person is not just like pulling my name into the mud but they're also fucking with this festival they're also fucking with this venue and that's huge you know and i think that like if they if people came forward and were like it's clear that you couldn't have done it right now rebecca i don't think they'd ever get the real story and that's what i keep trying to remind myself like if say the owner of the venue is like all right there's no way she could have done this then she has to deal with the fact that the the accuser goes away and we never know who did that which means they could do it again, you know? Right. I, like, understand the importance of waiting here is imperative to find out what actually did happen. And at first, I didn't care, and I was, wasn't thinking about that. I just was like, I want to clear my name now. Okay, here's my last name proof. Here's my fingernail proof. Here's my timestamps of people that I was with. Here's pictures of me at the event with, with without fake fingernails. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, here's all this proof. But nobody wants to hear it, and I get it, because we would never find out what happened if we just went with, like, all right, Rebecca's proven it couldn't have been, she couldn't have done that thing, so let's move on. But I did feel like people were treating me weird over the last month as I began to return to comedy, and, like, women that I was, like, friendly with were very cold to me, and uh, and I didn't, and I I just figured, you know, I just want to think everything is my fault, which is the funniest part about this. Because um, when things are my fault, if I'm just like, oh, it's because I'm a scapegoat, I'm like, oh, it's my fault, so you can do right. better. And, but and, like, I'm not gonna do that with this, you know. And I am also like, I have a like a little bit of OCD, 
And I'm part of my OCD is that I confess everything wrong I do. And you could see it in that video, and that's what I wanted to show. I wouldn't be able. <laughs> I'm not like if you've known me at all. Like I can't keep anything to myself. Right. And uh, th- I there would be no way I'd be able to keep this to my fucking. And we self. actually we have to actually wrap this up, but um, you know, like it's it's definitely you know. Uh, I granted I I don't know you. I've never met you. I appreciate that you came on the show to talk about this situation. I very much hope that that you didn't do this. I, and I'm also very much hope that you know that that someone was not uh, assaulted. Um but uh before I I know that you have said that you've lost uh, a few gigs, but before we get out of here, what gigs can anybody see you at next that you haven't lost? Uh, well, my own show. And I was really appreciative that the comics didn't cancel that are on it. That was huge to me. Uh, it's in New London, Connecticut next week at uh, 33 Golden Street. And then I'm uh, supposed to do the Times Square Storytelling Festival tomorrow, the 2 p.m. and the 4 p.m. show. And then August 5th, I'm doing 15 minutes at Greenwich Village Comedy Club. Uh, that just happened last night. Okay. Um, and then, uh, Rodney, where can everyone see you next? Um, I'm going to be hosting Fashion Be Funny with the awesome Marissa Smith uh, on the 13th next Thursday. So, And I will be on Fashion Be Funny on August the uh, 13th at Broadway Comedy Club. And you can catch us right here on FLO Empire Radio every Friday night from 6 to 8 p.m. Follow us on Twitter at Big Talking Brew. I'm Marissa Smith, and remember, Donald Trump is selling us to Putin as we speak. Have a good night. See you next week. Uh-huh.